0: crossover if you didn't make it with the crossover man you're gonna have a difficult time this year because you got you got to be on online with what God's doing you know it and God's got something new for us you know uh, you know like I I mentioned uh, you know uh, even on Sunday about you know this is new beginnings for us there's got to be something new you got to desire something new you got to want something new you got to want something different and you don't even know what it is yet, you know, pastors. In, in a couple of weeks, we're going to see a new vision for this year. And are you ready? Are you ready for it? You know. But sometimes we just need to to find out what God has for us. Amen. So tonight, I want us to get this set here. Amen. Let's just go to to the Lord in prayer this before we even start tonight. Amen. Father God, we just thank you. We praise you for this year, Father God. We thank you for what you've already given us, Lord God. We thank you for what you've already shown us, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for the blessings that have already been upon our lives, Father God. But Lord God, we know that you have more for us this year, Lord God. And Lord God, that we would just align ourselves with you, Father God, to hear what you have us to hear and to see what you have us to see in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you all the praise and glory. Amen. 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 Tonight I want to read out of the First Kings chapter 17, starting in verse 7. And we're going to we're we're going to be reading about Elijah and and here he God speaks to him and tells him where he needs to go and what's going to happen and what's going to take place. And so, verse 7, it says, Sometimes later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, Go, to, go at once to suffer wrath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Saffirat. Then he came to the town gate. A widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you please bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? Verse 11, and it says, As she was going to get it, he called and bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and to make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Verse 13, it says, Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you said, but first... Make me a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up. The jug of oil will not be run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. Verse 15. So she went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and for her family. For the jar of flour was not used up. The jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken to Elijah. Amen. Amen. But here here you see that the Lord spoke to Elijah. He says, go to this city, go to this town. And he did so as the Lord had told him. He said that this woman is going to have food for you. And the first thing that she says unto Elijah is, I don't have enough for you. I just have enough for me and my son. We're going to make a bread for ourselves and we're going to die. Isn't that amazing? Here the Lord says, here this woman is going to prepare food for you and she's going to provide it for you, but she says, I don't have any for you. I don't have anything at all. All I have is just enough for us to have our last meal, and that's it. That's over. It's done with, and we're going to die. She couldn't see beyond that. She couldn't see anything else other than that there was just a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil, and that's it. In the beginning of the story, it talks about there had been no rain in the land. But if you read prior to that, Elijah is the one that prayed to God that there be no rain for three and a half years. And yet the same one that prayed for no rain is here in this land going to this woman, to this widow, and asking her for bread. He says, I don't have it. I don't have what you want. In verse 12, it says, Surely as your Lord, your God lives. Your Lord, your God lives. She did she took herself even out of the equation. She didn't even want to know who God was. In other words, it's your God. Really? Because she's devastated by what everybody's going through. There's there's no rain. There's no food. There's nothing in the land. It's dried up. You get the picture. The woman is going to die. She says, we don't have anything to live off of. But Elijah tells her, she goes, says, I'm going to go home. But he says to her, but first make me a loaf of bread. And she still insisted, well, we don't have enough as you read further on she says okay she went back home she did as the prophet had told her she made him a a loaf of bread first and every day after that the flour never ran dry never ran out and oil never ran dry because she had to realize the prophet was telling you got to trust in the lord you hear her, she says, well, it's your God, but no, you got to trust in the Lord. God is going to provide for you. And God made a way every day that there was no rain in the land, but every day the Lord provided food for them, for her, her son, but it also said for her family. So in other words, she had enough to feed her family as well. See, a lot of times we only look at what we want to see. And we only hear what we want to hear. But Lodore is trying to get us to realize that she had to open up her eyes to see further beyond what she had. You open up your cabinets and you open up your cupboards and all you see is that there's a, there it is. A little jar of flour and a little jug of oil. That's it. That's all she could see. But once, once you got a hold of the picture of God wanted to put in her mind and her eyes is to see what I'm going to give you. What I'm going to do for your household. This is a new year. And what are you expecting? What are you going to receive? What are you going to get? Where are you at? Are you trusting in God? Are you going to listen to what He has to say for you? We have a banner coming out in a couple weeks and a new vision for this year. But what are you going to see in it? See, you can read, you can read this all year long, all year long. You read it and you read it and you read it, but have you gotten anything other than just reading it? Did you just, well, oh, it says cross over. That's it. No, God says if you cross over and you do as I tell you and be obedient to what I'm going to tell you to do, that every step that you take, every step that you take is going to be yours. It's going to be yours. It's going to be the kingdom of God's. But did we just grasp a hold of that? Did we grab a hold of it? Did we take it? Did we take a challenge? Did we go into the promised land? And did we? Did we get blessed the way the Lord said I was going to get blessed? Or did I just stay behind? There's testimonies even here in this house today about what God has done, what God has been doing, what God has shown you. And if you just trust in Him, The woman says, well, I don't have enough to give you. But the man of God says, well, I'm not asking you to give to me. I'm wanting you to trust in God for God to supply your needs, and then you can give to me. And the thing is, is that's, that's what she had to do. She had to realize that I needed to let the Lord provide all she saw is that little bit that she had on the shelf. But God says, it will not run out. God wants to bless our lives. God wants to give us more. God wants us to realize that He is our provider. I, I can't do it. I, I, I can recall a time in, 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 a, in my walk with the Lord when I was first got married in the first year of our marriage. And, and here I come home one day, And 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 that night before we we didn't have no money. We didn't have no food in the in the house. And I went to work and I came home and I got home and, and my wife says, Hey, the neighbor down the street brought us two plates of food. We weren't expecting that. But we did trust in God. He was our provider. We struggled. I was out of work for many a days, many a months. And yet God provided over and over and over again. And He doesn't stop. As long as you keep trusting in Him, He's going to keep providing for you. As long as you keep focusing on what He wants you to see, you're going to see more than what you can see with your own natural vision. But this is what the man of God was getting her to realize. A lot of times we're, we're trying to struggle and, and fight and, and do things our way and figure out how I'm going to make some money. And I tried to do that myself years ago, and I found out that it cost me money because I did it my way. Instead of trusting in God, I tried to make money, and, and my wife says, don't do it. Don't do it. I should have listened. But I didn't. See, God wants to get our attention. And he'll use anybody in this room or out there in the streets or in the highways or the byways to get our attention. But will we listen? The prophet had to come and see her. And God said, she's the one that's going to provide the food for you every day. And she couldn't understand that. But once she was obedient, she saw it. Every day, every day. The Lord said, it will not run out until it starts to rain again. Amen. So as we continue on, let's move on here to the second Kings chapter four. Amen. We'll look at another story, another widow. In verse 1, it says. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elijah. Now here, Elijah's the disciple of Elijah. All right, but this is sometime later. And it says, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he reverenced the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elijah replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? What do you have? The title of the message is, what do you have? What do you have? God wants you to ask yourself, what do you have? Don't look at somebody else and look at what they have. God wants you to realize, what do you have? What do you have? The servant said, your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. That's just like us. We quickly, we look at what we have, nothing, nothing. I don't have anything. That's our our first response. She says, I don't have anything. What she did realize is that she did have a little bit. She didn't say just oil. She said olive oil. Didn't just have just some cheap oil laying around. She said, "No, I got this little bit of olive oil." But one thing about olive oil. If you do a little study and, and a little uh, research on it, olive oil is considered a blessing already. What she didn't realize is she already had the blessing on the shelf, but she couldn't see that. All she saw was it was just a little oil. So as we continue on, in verse 3, says, uh, Elijah said, Go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask just for a few. Then go aside and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour oil into all the jars. And as each is filled, put it to one side. In verse 5, she said, She left him, shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and kept and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. Verse 7, she went and told the man of God. And he said, go, tell, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. Amen. She had the blessing sitting there, but she couldn't see that. She couldn't envision that. She couldn't understand that. She couldn't understand how she was going to pay the debt, but she, uh, she knew that the creditor was coming to take her two sons and to enslave them in order for them to pay the debt back that the father owed. But here the prophet tells her, to go collect jars, not just a few. He said, collect, they collected every jar that they could, every jar that was in every household in that town that they lived in, and they brought them all to her house. But the oil didn't stop flowing until the last jar was full. It didn't stop. If they would have had another hundred jugs, they would have filled up another hundred for jugs. They filled up every jar that was brought to her. God wants you to realize that you you can only vision what you want to see. She saw a little bit of oil, but she didn't see the blessing in the oil. God wants you to realize what you have. What you have. You might think, well, it's nothing. This woman says, I have nothing. But what you have. God wants to bless it. It's just like when we take up our tithes and offering every week. We don't come up here and just pray. Well, thank you, Lord. No, we want to ask God to bless it. We want to ask God to multiply it. We want to see God do something with what we bring into the storeroom. He's not going to be satisfied with you just having a little bit of oil she not only had more than enough, she was able to pay off her debts and live the rest of her life off of what was left. That's what God wants to do in our lives if we trust in Him, if we see what He has for us. The blessing's on the shelf, but we can't see it. The prophet had to come to her, and she had to ask the prophet, what am I going to do? I don't know how I'm going to pay this debt. It's right there on your shelf. But we can't see it. Let God open your eyes. God wants to open up our eyes so that we can see. When we crossed over last year, we didn't didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't understand what was happening, what was going on. Our pastor has a vision for this year. And he knows what God wants to do in our lives. But are we going to listen to what God has to say to us? We can hear a message over and over and over and over. Well, I heard it before. Really? Why don't you shut your hearing off and turn God's hearing aid on so you can hear what God has to say for you? Because you know something? What I hear is not what God wants me to hear. If we read over and over and over again and we get nothing out of what we read, then we're not reading what we should be reading. Because God's going to show you something. You can read that same scripture year after year, day after day, month after month. And if you can't get something different out of it, every time you read it, then there's something wrong. Because God wants to show you something new every time you read his word. I don't care if it's the same scripture over and over again. He's going to show you something new in your life. He wants to bless you with more and more and more. The woman said, I don't have anything, but the blessing's sitting there. What do you have? Well, I can't see what I have. Well, that's why God wants to open up your eyes so that you can see what you have. So that you can realize that the blessing's there and he wants to multiply it. But he can't multiply it until he gets your attention. You can't do anything unless you try to do it your way. You can't go anywhere when you do it things your way. You can't get where God wants you to get when you're broken down. He wants to fix you so you can get where you're going. But too many times we want to get there on our own. I'm going to get there. I'm broken, but I'm going to get there. Not that way you ain't. God wants to get some speed out of you and get you jogging and running. pastor showed us how... You know, on Sunday, you know, we haven't done that in a long time. But you know something? That's the problem. We haven't done it. I want you to do something different this year. But if you don't get out of that crumpled, crippled state of mind that you're in, you're not going to go anywhere. Getting hot up here, Pastor. (laughs) Come on. These these families were touched by these prophets, these men of God. Why? Because God wants to do something in our lives, and he wants us to realize that he has something more for you. As Pastor said, more for you in 2024. But if you don't want it, you're going to stay off. You're not going to get on that bandwagon that's going to take you into the glory land that's going to show you what God has for you if you're going to keep staying in your broken state of mind. These women had to realize their thinking was the wrong kind of thinking and their vision was the wrong kind of vision. God wants to show you more what you can do with what you have. But you can't do anything until you realize what you have. What do you have? What do you have? What do you have on the shelf? Nothing. If you keep saying you got nothing, you're going to have nothing. The blessings there, the woman didn't realize it, but it was there and, and it had to be shown to her. She had to do something with it. She had to take that step of faith. She had to continue to pour and pour and pour and pour until every jug was filled. And then she realized how God was blessing her life, blessing her home, blessing her children. And she had a household and her sons were still with her because why? She trusted in God, trusted in the man of God that God brought to her so she can realize the blessings there. Now she could see it. Now she can see what she's doing. See where God wants to bring you. I want to close with one more story in the Bible. We'll find it in Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 13. And when Jesus heard that what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately privately to a solitary place. Hearing the cro- of, the, of the crowd, this crowd, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. And Jesus landed and saw the large crowd. He had compassion on them and healed their sick. Here's amazing. Here, here the crowds are following him and, and all they can think about is bringing healing upon them. May, they didn't ask for healing, but that's what he was doing. So in verse 15, as evening approached, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy for themselves some food. Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. My, that, that, that really probably got to them right there. What do you mean? Feed all these people? No way. So in verse 17, We only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. He gave them to the disciples. The disciples gave them to the people. And they all ate and were satisfied. Amen. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. Amen. And the number of those that ate was about 5,000 men beside women and children. Man, not 5,000. You know, we always hear the 5,000. But no, you've got to realize there was probably more women and more children than the 5,000 men. It's amazing. Five loaves and two fish. Oh, we don't have anything to feed all these people, they said to Jesus. But Jesus says, no, you're not sending them away. You're going to feed them. They didn't see how that's going to happen. Here they've been with Jesus, but they couldn't understand that if you're with the Lord, if you're with the provider, if you're with the one that is the first and the last and the alpha and omega, that everything is possible. There's nothing impossible for the Lord. You're in the kingdom of God. There's nothing impossible. God is trying to get us to realize that He's going to provide. He provided for more than probably 10,000 people at that sitting. And, and, and we can't understand how that could happen with five loaves and two fish. Really. i, I come to, to understand something. When we come to have fellowships and we come to have potlucks, you don't have to bring a lot. Because there's always more over, more left over. Pastor knows, he's always giving it away, always giving it away, always giving it away. Why? Because God always blesses. Can't you understand? God wants to bless you. This year, God wants you to step into the new. This year, God wants to have new beginnings in your life. This year, God wants to bless your life. You could stay behind if you want. But I don't know, you, this is already the third day into the year, and, uh, and you're here, so I guess what? You didn't stay behind. The ones that miss out are the ones that don't show up, because God always has a good word for you. This is not my word. This is God's word. God wants to bless you, not me, not the pastor. We always think, well, it's man. No. It's not mankind that blesses us. It's God that blesses us. God wants to provide for us. God wants to make sure that we're doing good. God wants to see that we go ahead, go straight ahead. A straight and narrow pathway He's going to show you that leads into the kingdom of God. Nowhere else is it going to lead you if you want it. The wise men still seek God. Why? Because they already knew who he was. They already knew where he came from. They already had a vision from God. They already knew that they are going to bring blessings unto the Savior. Why? Because they were thankful. They were grateful. When we come into the house of God, we want to bring a blessing to the Lord. Why? Because he's already blessed us. We find it difficult. We find it hard. We can't understand, well, gee, I'm going to leave my wallet at home. Sister knows. We used to hear that all the time when we first got saved. People would hear about, oh, it's time to take an offering, and "Oh, I don't have my wallet with me today. No, they they would deliberately leave their wallets, their checkbooks at home because they didn't want to pay tithes or offering. They didn't want to give anything up. They didn't want to give to God because they didn't want to bless. They didn't want to be blessed. God wants to bless you. And it doesn't matter what you have, he's going to bless whatever you have. Well, you open up the cabinets and well, there's just one can there. Well, I Open it. You might be surprised what you find. You open the cabinet the next day, and there's another can. And another and another. Why? Because God's going to provide for you. Trust in Him. Trust in the Lord. Jesus was teaching his disciples, no, you feed them. But how? He lifted it up to heaven, and God blessed it. What you have, ask the Lord to bless it. When you open the cabinets and you you see with your sight, there's nothing. God says, change that mentality, change that mindset, and look into the cabinets and say, thank you, Jesus. Let him move in your life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. But just, <clears throat> just as I was reading earlier during the week about Abraham, and <clears throat> what I recall about it is his son, son says, Dad, you have the, the wood and you have the fire, but where's the lamb? Where's the offering? And Abraham's words was, God will provide. And just as he was about to take his son's life, the angel of the Lord spoke to him, don't harm your son. And when they looked around, there was the ram in the tree. The offering was there. But Abraham was going to be obedient to the very end. Even though that was the the promise, the promise that God gave him. And he was still willing to give it up. What are you willing to give up to get a blessing? Because God is going to bless you. Just bless you.